If you are a teacher, parent, administrator, student, and or anyone who loves reconnecting children with nature, and you want to figure out how to cultivate learning gardens and nature-based curriculum, then this is the podcast, the Outdoor Classrooms Podcast. My name is Victoria Hackett. I am the founder of OutdoorClassrooms.com and the Secret Gardens Nature Classes. I love witnessing the magic that happens when children are playfully learning outdoors, observing the return of wonder and curiosity. Curiosity when children are interacting with nature is pure magic. This is the podcast that is going to help you capture children's interest and give you not only inspiration, but some real life strategies that are going to help you figure out how to use the outdoor space, your outdoor space, as a teaching tool so you can enlighten the playful learning experience for young children. Welcome to our Outdoor Classrooms community. Do you love nature-based children's books? Well, you are going to love my new freebie. It is a compilation of many of my favorite children's books put into a library PDF where it is sectioned off into the four types of gardens. Children's books are a wonderful place to find inspiration for any lesson. I invite you to explore my nature-based children's book library and get seeds of inspiration for outdoor learning. So you can choose one or more books to complement your existing curriculum or simply scan all the nature-based books in the library for inspiration. The choice is yours. Go check it out at www.outdoor-classrooms.com and you will see it on the homepage. Hello, we are here and we are going to be talking about seven essential strategies for leadership buy-in for your outdoor classroom. So leadership buy-in refers to the authentic agreement and active support from your leadership team towards sharing a goal or a vision. When I'm referring to leadership in this episode, I'm going to be talking about principals, stakeholders, community members, parents. I'm even talking about educators. So when I talk about leadership, it's it's kind of, I'm in interpreting and looking at it as the entire community. This combination may be different for every school. So listen and kind of take what you need and make it and adapt it to your school and program's needs. So when we were talking about buy-in, it's not just superficially agreeing to an outdoor classroom plan. It's truly about believing and feeling in the vision, understanding it, and being ready to actively contribute to its achievement. So why is leadership buy-in so important when creating an outdoor classroom and cultivating a new teaching practice outdoors? So consider this, without the support of your leadership, and again, leadership in this is your principals, it can even be your teaching team, it can be your parent, it can be your stakeholders. So whatever that leadership team is within your mind, within your program in school, without that support, even the most well-crafted outdoor classroom vision can fall flat. And if only one person is spearheading this energy and this vision and, and creating it, when that person leaves that particular school, the vision will fall flat. It will become another desolate 
outdoor classroom. So we don't want that to happen. We really want to make sure that what we're creating is going to last. So the vision is the guiding light for transforming any outdoor space into an outdoor classroom. It gives you and your community a sense of direction and a shared goal to strive towards. So without this buy-in, your vision or your school's vision or your team's vision might not get the traction that it needs to come to life. It might not get the traction to keep, it might come to life for a little while, but not in the strength that we need to have it come to life so it will be sustainable over the years to come. So getting your leadership and community buy-in, this is going to be driving an alignment among staff members, your community, and everybody that interacts with your program or school. It's going to drive that alignment. You're all going to be talking about this one goal and this one vision and being able to articulate it together is is vital. So really figuring out what that language is going to be that you're going to be using towards it. It's fostering. It's also going to foster commitment. So there, when we get the buy-in, when people are all on board and excited and there's energy, it's going to foster this commitment towards making sure that this vision comes to life. Another reason why it's important for the buy-in, because it accelerates the realization of the vision of the school. So it really helps you if you are adding an outdoor classroom or if you are transforming your outdoor spaces into outdoor classrooms, if you are doing anything in terms of moving your teachers towards spending more time actually teaching outdoors, this buy-in is so critical because it's actually going to build and build upon your existing vision of the school. So in this episode, we're going to be diving deeper into the why leadership buy-in is so critical for realizing your school's outdoor classroom vision, and we'll also be sharing practical strategies to secure it. So we'll start with sort of a simpler, more practical techniques that we can start immediately with. Then we will dive a little bit more into the more advanced techniques. First, we want to really understand uh, the importance of leadership. And again, I'm going to say this over and over. L- leadership in my mind in this episode and when I'm talking about it is it includes the educators. It includes the stakeholders. It includes anybody that is going to be putting energy towards making this vision come to life. I mean, yes, we do want our leadership. We want our principals and our head of schools and, and whatnot to be completely on board. And it might be, but the goal is to get the whole community on board. And part of that is your leadership, your community, your educator buy-in on all spectrums. So as a principal, a head of school, director, you might think having a great vision is enough. However, the vision is only as good as your school community, which is the educators and the parents and the stakeholders, is only as good as their willingness and ability to execute it. So that's where the community buy-in comes into play. So community buy-in is a, is mission critical for several reasons because it cultivates a unified direction. So when I was creating 
uh, an outdoor classroom at my children's elementary school when they were in preschool and kindergarten, the, the experience was so overwhelming to me because it really brought the community together. We created this, this incredible outdoor classroom and all of a sudden people started donating bird baths and bird feeders and, and all and bulbs and trees. And people were really invested in making that space a space that where classes could take their go outside and, and teach lessons. So it brought the community together. And that, I think, is the beauty of outdoor classrooms and creating outdoor classrooms and taking kids out and really, as a whole community, coming together and striving towards that goal. So when the community, leaders, educators, parents, stakeholders in your school align with your vision, they are working in tandem to achieve common goals. So this unity promotes collaboration and it fosters a culture of shared responsibility. So it makes your, and I promise you, once you start teaching outdoors, I was teaching my class this morning and it's winter as when we are recording this and, oh, it was cold, but it was that, that, invigorating cold. So coming in after that, you as an educator are going to feel better because you're spending more time outdoors. Your children are going to feel better. They All of this is going to be happening and therefore it streamlines a lot of the decision-making. So when the leadership buy-in and your community buy-in is there and uh, it really helps streamline the decision-making. So when your community leaders understand and support the vision, they can make decisions that align with the overall objectives. It reduces the friction and accelerates the process by ensuring everyone is on the same page. And like I said before, the community buy-in boosts morale and engagement. So what I have found when I work with schools is that I don't know. There's always that reluctance and, oh, this is something different. It's different than what I'm used to. But once the wheels start turning and some folks start spending more time outside, there's a new energy. And it sort of builds this incredible, wonderful momentum. So when your community is engaged and enthusiastic about this vision of teaching outdoors, guess what it does? It trickles down to the students. So students are excited because they see you excited. Uh, There's nothing worse than a grumpy teacher coming in and really not wanting to be there. And they're just kind of going through the motions because that's what they've been asked to do. And there's nothing, they've sort of lost that spark of why they became an educator in the first place. So when we are creating outdoor classrooms, it inspires trust it drives motivation, and it can significantly increase the enthusiasm for learning in your children, but also for you as an educator, that you are going to be feel this sort of rebirth happening because it's like uh, I've heard so many stories about educators that feel this oh, I was just about to retire, but wow, since I started teaching outdoors. I do feel sort of a rebirth in terms of my teaching practice. So what happens when there's a lack of community leadership buy-in? It's the vision may stall or even fail. When community members, leaders, your 
teachers aren't on board or they haven't really bought in, they may not fully support or implement the outdoor classroom vision. So this may lead to confusion. This may lead to misalignment. This may lead to low morale among your team of educators. It could result in conflicting decisions, inconsistent messaging, and overall lack of progress towards the vision. And there's nothing worse because then all all that sort of excitement of the possibility of really bringing that your community together, it dissipates because you haven't taken the time to make sure that everybody's on board. And and it's not just, oh, okay, we're going to do this. Let's get everybody on board. It's really a process. And so it's When folks are not on board, it breeds skepticism and resistance uh, towards future initiatives because they feel like the process that was taken was not maybe taken in the right format and their thoughts maybe weren't considered. They may not have felt seen or heard. So therefore, the trust, there's sort of a trust there uh, in terms of uh, wanting to do another initiative or building another initiative, there might be resistance there. So that speaks to the culture of your school, speaks to the culture of your program. So one of the biggest wastes of time in any school or program is the requirement of the leadership to approve decisions. So this might be maybe your head of school, it might be your principal. So this is why you want them to buy into your vision simply to let educators execute without getting stuck in the process. So you want them on board. Many educators do not opt to go outside because they feel like they're not allowed to. So if the leadership, the head of the school or the principal says, go outside, that gives the educator permission to go outside anytime they like. But there needs to be a system in place to make sure that it's obviously safe, it's people know where you are, all of that type of thing. So those systems is... Oftentimes I work with schools and this is what I do in terms of help them figure that out. So the actual getting outside is an easy, something easy and part of the natural flow of your classroom. So in essence of securing community leadership and buy-in, is it's not just a nice to have, it's actually a must have. It's without, without it, you risk jeopardizing the execution of your outdoor classroom vision and the overall success of your educator's journey to teaching outdoors and the benefits of your students. So again, as we talked about earlier, it trickling all of this trickling down ultimately to your students, they don't benefit when there's no outdoor classroom or there's no opportunity to go outside. So all of the benefits that the research is showing us of teaching outdoors, of spending more time outdoors, it's it's not going to happen if, if you don't get people on board from the beginning. If you want to take it a step further and you want to educate those stakeholders and you want to educate the parents about your vision, about your plan, I highly recommend having a parent night and having someone come in uh, and speak about your vision and so on and so forth. So lots of possibilities. The creativity is immense. It's really important to understand the hurdles. The hurdles are, and I see this all the time, is 
educa- even educators are resistance to, resistant to change. I've been doing it this way. I haven't been trained to do it this way. I'm getting what I need. The kids are graduating. They're doing fine. Why do I need to go outside? So the resistance of change, and that can happen with leadership as well. Principals and head of schools, that can be, there can be some type of resistant as well. It's, it's oh, I got this whole other piece of it. So if they're not on board, it's going to be that much harder to get the entire community on board. There can be a lack of communication about how is this all going to start? Uh, I'm working with a school and they are, they, we had a whole kickoff and to really articulate the language that we're going to be using and defining the spaces that are on the campus, thinking about the importance of communication between all the different ages of uh, children that are in, and departments and how, whether you're from a very, very small school or you're from a large school, it's all the same. Communication is such a key factor. And another one is, another hurdle is differing opinions or priorities. So again, everybody's going to have something to say. It's critical that everybody is seen, heard, and they have all had a voice. This includes the children. If you have children that are older in your program and they can actually share opinions about what they think it would be nice to have in an outdoor classroom, the more that you can get them involved in the process, they are part of the buy-in. If they are creating and building and a part of the building process of your outdoor classroom, again, it doesn't have to be this huge build. It can just be a matter of spending more time outdoors and taking out clipboards. It does not have to be fancy. But if they're a part of building it out in ways that you can spend more time outdoors, they're going to be so much more invested in their learning than ever before. So strategies for moving forward and getting that buy-in. The first one is we need to communicate the vision clearly. So if you have an outdoor classroom vision at your school, you have lots of people that are working on this vision together. There need We go back to that communication piece and the words that we use, the vocabulary that we choose to use, defining the spaces. If we're from a campus that we have many, many different spaces, it can even be a small outdoor classroom, but it may have different outdoor learning stations. So identifying what those are, giving them names so you can articulate what's what and being able to communicate what that is. Sometimes it's also communicating your vision over the years. So what's your one-year goal? What's your three-year goal, five-year goal? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Really being able to articulate that so we can move into this. Again, always remembering how we are going to sustain this vision. Second one is to include community. Include everyone as and i've i think i've said this earlier include the kids include the leaders in the decisions the co-owners the stakeholders the folks that are going to be maybe funding some of the programs that you're going to be doing include them in the process how can you include them you can include them by meeting with them you can include them by sharing stories you can include them uh, anecdotal stories that are happening within your outdoor classroom while you're there you can include them by extending gratitudes 
there's so many different ways and fun ways to do this as well. So the third one is to build your reputation within your school and your program. I even think that should be outside of your school and your program. So share, share, share your story. Share your story with your parents. Share your story with your kids. Share your story with the outside community. Build your reputation. Be transparent. It does not matter which phase of outdoor teaching that you are in. It The, the beauty is that you are in one of the phases and that you can articulate and share that story. There are going to be people that are in different phases of teaching outdoors, but being able to share your journey, document your story, do that with the kids, videotape. There's so many wonderful, easy ways to do this that that is a wonderful strategy for having stakeholders or even other educators see what other educators are doing. Um, wow, I can see myself doing that. So the more that we can share our stories, and this is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, so I could provide a platform for people like you that are listening that may have an outdoor classroom that you would like to share with other people, the more that we can do that. So the fourth one is to push through resistance to change. If you are human, you may not like change. <laughs> it, I think it's just a human natural. We get into our habits. We get into the systems. We get into certain things. And the concept of, huh, I'm going to take this lesson outdoors. It's, maybe it's easier for me to teach it indoors. I don't think I'm going to go out in the rain. It's too it's too wet, uh, that type of thing. It This is a mindset shift. The whole concept of outdoor classrooms and being outdoors and being a part of this movement is is really and truly mindset. And the mindset has to start with our educators and parents and pushing through the resistance of not necessarily wanting to be outside or anything that has to do with this change. So those are some strategies. I wanted to share a couple other advanced techniques that you can try to really help with the buy-in. Uh, one of them would be to show proof of data anal analytics. So this would be hard facts, statistics, something that's anecdotal, anecdotal stories that you are hearing the the kids talk about. Take uh, your, well, your phone, you might have a phone and you might just press record and have kids, you might want to interview them and ask them how they're feeling about it. Or you just might want to capture co quotes along the way of what you hear them saying while they're in play and you might just be in observation mode. But they are your best resource for inspiration. And they also can be a great resource for collecting data and really looking at uh, student behavior analysis. So again, when, <laughs> I mean, one of the reasons I, I started getting so involved in learning more about outdoor classrooms was because when I, my, again, at that school, at the outdoor classroom that we started at my children's elementary school, there were fifth graders. Again, fifth graders, I had a, I had a kindergarten and a preschooler. And to me, fifth graders seem like giants. Uh, <laughs> they really did. And when we were starting this uh, outdoor classroom, I, I really started to volunteer my time to take other classes out to do bowl planting and various activities in, in the outdoor classroom. And 
I witnessed fifth graders that had never planted anything in the ground. And it shocked me here in the North Shore of Boston, in Beverly, Massachusetts, that they had not planted anything. And that just seemed like, okay, we're doing something wrong in our educational system if if kids have gotten this far along and they haven't actually dug in the soil yet. That's the type of thing. And the other thing I witnessed was that children that I, I would hear teacher sto- stories and telling me that, oh, well, that student, that student never focuses this much indoors, is always sort of climbing the walls and dancing around and whatnot. I have never seen this particular student so focused in the outdoor classroom. So these were messages to me saying, this works. This is something that needs to be something we need to do more of, something that every child in every school should have access to. And so we need to make sure it works. And and part of that is the buy-in. And the final one in terms of showing proof, proof is to really assess teacher satisfaction. And I promise you that if teachers get to the point of they are embracing their outdoor teaching practice and they're feeling better, uh, students' behavior is managed. There, I mean, if the kids are spending more time outside, they're going their ADD and ADHD is going to diminish. And I promise you, because of that, it's going to be a, a much more exciting job for teachers because they'll actually be able to teach, not necessarily become behavior managers. And oftentimes, with so much of the mental health issues that we are seeing today, that's what teachers are doing. And what's happening is that our our teacher population is diminishing. People don't want to go into the business anymore. And I believe wholeheartedly that if we had outdoor classrooms that were exciting, if we could reface education into something that was exciting and fun and hands-on, then I promise you that teachers would be more excited, students would be more excited, and the learning would be so much richer. So that leads me into number two, in the demonstrating value quickly. So this is where we want to showcase quick wins. We want to showcase uh, success stories. Maybe we invite stakeholders to an outdoor art show. Maybe we share testimonials in our blogs, our our class newsletters, or whatever it might be. Uh, But we really want to demonstrate the value of what we're doing quickly. And then we, the final one for the advanced techniques is to use social proof. So this might be that we invite external consultants in with a fresh perspective and to really make sure that uh, educators and we're all on board and there is a hum, a hum, and the momentum is happening and so we can iron out those kinks. So this is super exciting to me and the key to making our outdoor classrooms vision a reality. So by securing community leadership buy-in, it's not just a beneficial step in the process of our vision of teaching outdoors and outdoor classrooms a realization. It's essential. It's absolutely essential. It's not only essential to get buy-in, it's essential that we're even creating these outdoor classrooms in the first place. So it's essential to really make sure that we take these steps 
It's easy to sort of, oh, yeah, okay, they'll, they'll, they'll catch on. It's really important to make sure that everybody is on board and really assessing that. So it fosters unity, it streamlines decision-making, it boosts morale, and it accelerates the journey from an outdoor classroom vision to a teaching outdoors reality. So without it, your outdoor classroom vision runs the risk of becoming a mere aspiration rather than actionable plan. Or you can get it up and running, which is, I think, even worse. So, I mean, not that it's worse to get it up and running, but you can get it up and running. And because you didn't have the buy-in from everybody, you get this burst of energy. It starts, and within a year or even less than a year, it turns into a desolate outdoor space, which is even, again, more depressing. So this community leadership buy-in requires a thoughtful and intentional approach as outlined in this episode. The path to securing leadership buy-in is not always easy, but the effort you put into this journey can drastically shape the success of your classroom vision. As you apply the strategies I've shared, you'll not only be working towards realizing your vision of teaching outdoors, but also fostering a culture of shared responsibility and collective action. It's a win-win for you and your school, and your program. And within that, that includes your teachers, your stakeholders, your children, that whole collective community. So if you want to learn more about how to get buy-in from your community leadership, I would love to come to your school and spearhead a initiative to get you started. And there, if you can't do that, then come on over and join us in the Circle Membership Community where you can meet other fellow educators and like-minded educators. Thank you for joining us here at the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with anybody who you think would enjoy it and follow us on Instagram. We'd love to continue the conversation. If you want to continue the conversation even deeper, please join us in the Circle community. The purpose of the Circle is to support, guide, and push you as you continually grow and sustain your outdoor classroom by providing the tools to help you set the right goals, then actually follow through in achieving those goals with the support of our amazing community. Each month, 24-7, you get guidance and support from myself. You get to begin your journey with our new member roadmap. You get access to our outdoor teaching boot camp. You get to interact and learn from guest experts who are on our podcast. They come into our membership and join us to continue the conversations. You get to connect and collaborate during two live sessions a month. You get access to all our online workshops and masterclasses. You get get to dig deeper with our membership missions each month and you get to become an ambassador of joy for children. I hope you can join us for the price of one workshop. You get all of this. You get to become a member of our family at Outdoor Classroom. So I hope you can join us. I will share the link in the show notes and we'll see you later. Come join us.